Welcome to the Fundraising Freedom Podcast with Mary Valoni. I'm your host, Mary Valoni, and this is the place where fundraisers come to be encouraged, empowered, and educated on how to raise more funds and have more freedom. Welcome to episode 155. Today, I'm going to be sharing an interview with you guys that I had with my guest, Casey Hill. And Casey is the head of growth for a company called Bunjuro. And Bunjuro is an app that really focuses on building authentic connections and relationships within our communities and the people that you serve through video. So Casey is extremely passionate about video, the power of video. So we are going to be talking about that on today's episode. So uh, as the head of growth for Bunjuro, uh, Casey shares that his his primary role is to help educate the masses on why video is the best way to communicate. And he's going to share that with us today. And I hope that you guys have a chance to really uh, think through how you could use video in your fundraising efforts. I recently started using uh, Bonjuro. I've used a program called Loom in the past, and I know that there's others that are out there. So uh, whatever, it, I mean, and some people just use their cell phone, right? Uh, but the thing is, is that the the power of, I mean, video is so extremely powerful. So I hope you'll take some time, listen to today's conversation and decide to take action. All right. Okay. Let's jump into that interview now. Welcome to the show, Casey. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me, Mary. Um, hello, everyone. Um, yeah. My name is my name's Casey, and, and my background is kind of in, in sales, marketing, and growth roles over the last decade, um, primarily in kind of the technology and SaaS world. Um, so that's kind of where I come from. And right now, I'm working with a video messaging platform called Bonjoro. And we kind of work in a range of industries, but specifically for nonprofits, we're really focused around kind of helping them build closer relationships with their communities, um, get more donations, get more engagement. Um, and I'm kind of working in a growth role for them right now. So primarily what I do is kind of like marketing and outreach and in a sense, kind of getting our story out to the masses. So people kind of um, know what we're about. Why should everybody have video in their nonprofit space? Yeah, so I just recently wrote an article called The Psychology of Video. So I've been kind of deep diving into this, not only from kind of what my personal experience has been, but kind of looking at the research and kind of what people have said. And I wanted to kind of start with an example that I had pulled in my research from a TED Talk that I thought was really interesting. So basically, they took two workshops. And for one workshop, they told people, I want you to remember a person's name. And that person's name was Baker. And then they told another workshop they wanted to remember, they wanted that workshop to remember someone whose profession was a baker. And afterwards, they circled back in a few hours and they saw how good people's retention was for those two things. It turns out that the profession, people who thought of the, or who were given the profession of a baker, did substantially better. And the reason for it was because there was context. With a name, you don't know anything about that, that person or, you know, you have no details. But with the profession, there was all these different things. When someone thinks of a baker, they can think of smells, they can think of there's all this context. Yeah. And so I think that's an awesome idea for, or awesome kind of example rather, of one of the reasons why video is so powerful. Because video has context, it has facial expression, it has voice, it has body language, there's all of these components that give it context. 
And so I think that as a starting point is one of the reasons why video is so powerful. Um, people see video and it allows them to relate. There's a sense of familiarity. You see there's a real human being communicating on the other side of this. Um, and so I think that's kind of one side of what makes it really powerful. And another side is there's a famous marketer called Seth Godin who wrote a book called The Purple Cow. And his example is, say you're driving, say you're taking your car down the road and you see a cow. You're not gonna probably think too much of it. Cows are pretty common. But say you saw a bright purple cow. Now that's gonna be something that would stand out. That's not normal, that's, that's out of the norm. And I think that's one of the things that makes personal videos specifically so powerful in people's inboxes is it's different. People are getting so many solicitations. They're getting so many newsletters. They're, you know, in our current world, uh, there's kind of this sense of information overload, right? Where people are just flooded constantly. And so if you do something that's unique, something that stands out, that becomes, you know, a, a branding component of you that I think also captures attention and makes it more memorable. Someone can, you know, share it with a friend or, oh, you know, that's so cool. I got a personal video from so-and-so. Um, and I think that creates more kind of loyalty and connection to the business. Yeah, for sure. Well, and you guys, you have spent specifically a lot of time more in the business space, working with entrepreneurs and uh, people like me uh, who run businesses, but you guys have, you know, really seen more and more opportunity come up with nonprofits that I, I, when we were talking before, I was just like, oh my gosh, why does not every nonprofit have this a part of their marketing program? You know, when it comes to nonprofits and they want to feel like they're part of a cause, and being able to directly shoot this um, new fundraising campaign to existing donors who have donated in the past, but they've since lapsed and I haven't heard from them from the last year. We're trying to get new donations. And then you have a specific target in mind of what you're, you're kind of driving for. I think that's a really helpful way to kind of frame the effectiveness of any new technology, whether it's something like personal video or anything else you're experimenting with. Um, I think that lets you get a clear sense of, okay, well, did this work or did it not work? Right. Yeah. Um, and so my, when I'm talking with nonprofits, that's one of the first things I tell them is, is, you know, frame something that's your key objective right now, something that would be really valuable to you guys. Um, and kind of start by rallying around that. Yeah, really good. And I think that that's so smart is that it's like, start with the end in mind and work your way back. So with just like if you were to send out an email or send out a text message to somebody or whatever communication form that you're going to use, you know where you're trying to take them through the process. And so I think that that's really, um, really awesome. You know, when it comes to like, I mean, I, I personally think that face-to-face -face communication for fundraising is clearly the most, I mean, it's the best way to do things. And if you can't get face-to-face -face like the season that we are in right now, <laughs> I mean, you know, so many people have just frozen. Like they have absolutely frozen in their tracks because they're like, oh shoot, I can't get that coffee meeting. I can't get that face-to-face -face meeting with them. And so, you know, like when we're talking about video, you and I are talking my video right now. And it's like, this is the best, like this is the second best uh, way to actually engage with somebody is to do it over video. And so when, when they are starting to think about, okay, doing video, getting, you know, getting this acclimated, wh what are you seeing as far as like people just starting? Like just, do you just say, set it on the calendar, put it on the calendar and just like, just do it. And like, don't be afraid. <laughs> like, 
Because I know yeah. some people are like so like they're perfectionists and they're like, I'm not gonna do it unless it's it's perfect. So, you know, what what can we do to maybe drop down our guard a little bit and just feel more comfortable in this space? <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. And 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 so I think when it comes to personal video, for sure you hit the nail on the head. But the biggest fear, the number one thing I think that is kind of you know, holding people back or preventing people from video is often people just feel uncomfortable behind a camera. You know, they're like, oh, I got to be, you know, perfectly kind of set up. And, and I think that's where it's so important for me to translate to people that, you know, this is about kind of building a relationship and familiarity behind that is so huge. And, and kind of what I mean by that is people relate to other people that are authentic, that are human, right? And I think that when you get in there and you are going on a walk and walking your dog and you whip out and record someone a personal video, that's something that someone can relate to. Yeah, you're not in a fancy studio where there's perfect lighting and there's, you know, a soundboard and there's all these other things. Um, but I don't think you need that. And I think that's one of the big things that I'm seeing right now in terms of the power of personal video is, you know, especially with some of these larger organizations or larger charities that have these big budget videos. And I'm not, I'm not saying that it's bad to create, you know, big budget videos, but I think that they're realizing that there's something a little different in a personal video in terms of how you build a connection. Um, and I think that that come that imperfection um, is something that actually aids those personal videos in being more human. And at a core level, that's what it's about. You know, I, I agree with you that nothing will ever be face to face sitting down with someone. I think that is the pinnacle of where you want to be in, in any kind of relationship building. Um, but I think that one step behind that it's definitely a different level of engagement if you're able to actually have a person talking and, and, and you know, something that is directly appealing to another individual in a one-to-one -one context. Um, and so I think that's, so, so the first thing I think is kind of fear of being behind a camera. Um, the other thing I think that sometimes trips people up is the time component. So people are like, yeah, this seems great, but you know, I just don't have enough time. And I totally understand that first off, completely reasonable. I think all of us, you know, it's, it's a crazy time. And, you know, just in general, I think there's never enough time in the day for any of us, even before this craziness. Um, but I would say kind of a couple things. The first thing is, I think you really want to drill down on the result. You know, you might make 100 calls in a day and get one donor. Well, if you do videos, maybe you can only do 40 videos. So that's less. You only reached out to 40 instead of 100. But if you get two donors, from that 40, again, the result is you're now getting two instead of one. So I think that's where you really want to think, you know, yes, recording a video is something that is going to take more time than being on, say, like an auto dialer potentially. Um, but I think that from an impact standpoint, that's where you're looking ultimately at where it plays in and where it can still be really valuable. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I just think that people forget that they have a tool sitting right in their hand. I mean, like everybody who has a cell phone, you know, like you've got this resource that's sitting right in your fingertips that you can engage your donor base with. And you were sharing with me, how many videos do you do every single day? I do usually about, and it depends a little bit depending on the season, but about 40 on average. So I do 40 videos every single day, six days a week. 40, like 40 videos every single day, six days a week. Like that is a lot of people. And we're not taught, like most people who are listening in, like have, you know, if they're raising individual support they're they have 40 to 50 donors period. 
and mm-hmm. others have maybe hundreds or thousands if they're running larger organizations. But we're not talking about engaging with every single person by video. It's really targeting those ones that either come to mind or, you know, are really the ones that you're looking to engage further. So, uh, you know, don't overthink this. <laughs> and that's, and that's such a good point too. I mean, I think with this, it is really important. We're talking about being human. We're talking about being authentic. And that's why I think some of the best applications I see are, you know, bringing a relapse donor back or inviting someone to an event or all these things that, um, genuinely you do have some context to work from. It's kind of like what you said. I, I think that, you know, that versus like sending it to a random stranger, I think focusing on the people that you have that are part of your network, that are part of your community, that you do have a real context with yeah. and, and kind of just inviting them to stay connected with what you guys are about and your mission in a human way. I think that's so spot on. And I think those are the people who use video that see the best results that have the best impact or the people that really say, Hey, no, I actually do know this person and I actually do have context to work with them. And you're kind of amplifying that relationship. So I'm, I'm glad you said that. Cause I think that's another important part of, of finding success with it. Yeah. So do you have an example of somebody who's actually doing this really well that you've seen, uh, you know, with a, with a nonprofit organization? Yeah, yeah, for sure. We, we have a handful. So of, of kind of all sizes, so, you know, one that I've been working with a lot recently is, is a little bit of a larger organization called Cure, um, Cure.org. And basically they work um, internationally for kids with disabilities and, and they've been just doing an incredible job on their last campaign. Um, you know, one of the things that they were doing, which I thought was just so cool is they basically had, so they have these hospitals and these doctors internationally, and they were basically, you know, recording these videos on, on the ground, basically with these people that were getting operations and showing, you know, the people their dollars in work, you know, not in a cinematic production, but in a real personal, like, you know, this is the doctor actually sitting there talking and going in and, 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 you know, basically having these conversations with kids. And it was just for me, very emotionally resonant. Um, and it was a great example of kind of how, how that's done. Um, and so I, I really like that. And I think too, when we were kind of talking about this a little bit uh, before this call, but I think people too, that get videos that are sent from people that made that they made a donation to is also something that's incredibly powerful. You know, if you, if you have someone, for instance, who a donor, you know, gave them, you know, covered their books for a quarter and then that individual sends back the, their patron, if you will, um, a video that's basically attesting to that again, super personal, super authentic. And it shows that gratitude in a way that I feel like is really powerful. So, um, you know, that's, that, that's that. And I also want to say though, one other quick thing, we also have, you know, cause cafe and a lot of like these smaller, it's not just large organizations. We, we kind of have the full spectrum and we deal with a lot. I would actually say we have a larger base of small nonprofits of people that just have kind of that pocket full, kind of like you were alluding to earlier who are using it. Um, so we're kind of working at all sizes of the spectrum, but I think, you know, I would say those examples that I brought up there where it's like something from inside the field, I think inviting someone to like an event um, or a gala or some sort of thing that might be virtual nowadays, right? Um, Uh But just having that personal touch on it, I think those are all kind of powerful use cases. 
Yeah, absolutely. I just, you know, when I think about somebody being in a remote location, it is so hard. I know most charities, you know, you're going to do your best to try and get your donors there physically like that. We know that when people go on mission trips or they go on international travel, or they just take a tour of your new building that you just built, that you're saving lives and helping people like that is really powerful for them to experience. And it drives donations clearly. But when you can actually get them with a video walking through the facility where they don't physically live, which is really the state that we're in, that is huge. <laughs> like, I mean, like it is, I mean, people, you know, can get really emotional and really connected to something in a, like just through the, the ability to see it on video. So I just really, I want to encourage everybody who's listening that it's like, if you are not incorporating video right now, like, please, please, please consider doing it. You know, um, I do want to hear a little bit more from you, um, Casey, about how Bonjuro could help somebody. Um, I've used, you know, the program Loom in the past. We've used, I, we use Bonjuro for one of our programs already. And so for somebody who's like, okay, well, what is this? And um, can you make video easier for me as we're trying to engage with our donors? Could you share a little bit more about the program? Yeah, yeah, 100%. So, so basically, Bonjoro allows you to send personal video emails. And the way that it can work, and then I'll give you guys kind of like a simple example. Say that you have, you know, 50 people that have made a donation, and that can be a donation in whatever period of time, and you would love to send them a personal thank you, right? Maybe you haven't been in touch with them recently, and you're trying to you know, create some connection with those individuals. So you're going to start before even going in for any kind of ask or anything. You just want to thank them. Um, for being supporters. So you would take that list of people, you would upload it into our system, and then either from your phone or your computer, whatever you prefer. I like my phone because I think it gives me a lot of flexibility no matter where I am. It's easy to just click record. Um, you basically record those thank yous. And, and then I think one of the things I like kind of the having thank yous as one of the earliest use cases, just because I think that people get, they, they suddenly see it firsthand when they get all that positive feedback that starts to flood in, like people are just like, Oh my gosh, like, thank you so much for making me a personal video. That's so cool. I haven't seen that before. And people who they haven't been connected with in, in maybe months, sometimes maybe even years suddenly get this personal video and they're like, Whoa, okay. Like, you know, they remembered me. They know who I am. Like they're, they're calling me out by name. This isn't just like a, a generic email blast. Like someone took time out of their day to make this for me. And I think that's one of the things I always say where, you know, video is, is this awesome medium that's providing the connection, but it's actually more than that. What really matters, I think, is the signal that the charity, the nonprofit is making that says like, hey, I care enough about you individually that I'm gonna take time out of my day to do this thing. Um, and I think that's really powerful. That's, you know, whether it's video or a personal handwritten letter, there's a, there's a lot of mediums actually you can accomplish that specific part. But I think that is such an important thing for any organization to do is to invest in that relationship side and realize that, um, you know, the most successful charities are the ones that build those strong relationships with their donor bases and their communities. Yeah. And I don't think that people realize the power of, of, hearing somebody else say your name and it's 
like I, when I did my videos, you know, I did like 75 of them in one sitting for a program that I launched. It was like all these people flooded in and I'm like, I, so I sat and literally I did one minute videos. So it really wasn't that much time. So 75 minutes technically of recording video. And then I shot them all out by email. So it was like super easy to set up. The video showed up in their, their email and it was I got so much positive feedback um, from the people who received them and they were just like, oh my gosh, like you said my name. <laughs> like, like it's like, and even, and then of course they're like, oh, like I need to do more of this. And so sometimes it's like, you just, when you see somebody else does doing it, uh, it's easier to incorporate yourself. But I just want to encourage you guys to like be the pace setters, like be the ones who are out front of this because like right now what people are paying attention to are the ones that are modifying and being willing to be creative in this season. So how beautiful would it be if you're the one who's coming out with these videos and they've never seen it before? Like that's, that's what I'm, I'm saying is just push yourself a little bit, push the envelope a little bit on this one. But, um, but Casey, is there any other resources that you've seen, across, you know, cause you're in that space with software and books and all this stuff. Is there anything that you would recommend, uh, besides obviously purchasing Benjuro and getting that activated, uh, for the organization, but, um, anything else that you've seen that would be a good resource for these guys? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, so I'm a big book person. <laughs> um, so I actually write, I have a personal blog where I review tons of books and there was a book recently. It was the first book I've ever, I do like a ranking system and stuff. It was the first book I've ever given a 10 out of 10 to ever for years since I've been running this. And I think it's very applicable to, to the community here. It was a book called Fanocracy by David Scott. And the whole concept was how to build fans, how to build fans around your organization, right? Like what are, and it basically leads with a whole series of different use cases that talk about really passionate communities, people that are really involved and, and, and that's a whole range of different types of businesses and organizations. But um, I think it's so applicable to kind of everyone, you know, whatever industry you're on, whatever your cause is, everyone benefits from having not just a donor, but a fan, right? Not just a customer, but a fan. And so just kind of diving into what creates that. And it really takes you through, I think, the internal process of thinking about the causes that you support in your life, the brands that impress you, like going through this model of just putting ourselves in, in those shoes and thinking about what are the things that build that loyalty? What do they do that really impresses us? Um, the book kind of dives a lot into that. And it actually even goes into this really interesting chapter um, where they talk about mirror neurons, which basically is something that's very applicable to video. Um, and, and I'm not going to go down the whole, the whole, uh, whole uh, psychology or biology of that, but, but basically just a really good look at what is behind building advocacy. And so definitely would recommend people to check, check that out as another uh, resource to check out. Awesome. I will make sure to have a link in the show notes uh, to that book and of course to Bonjuro as well. Uh, and you know, this is the fundraising freedom podcast. And so I'm, I'm all about creating freedom, but when you hear fundraising freedom, what, uh, what does that mean to you? What comes to mind for you? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. So you know, to me, I think in some ways, I think what comes to mind first is a little bit of what you were saying, which is staying ahead of it. And what I mean by that is not always being stuck in the mode where you're desperately trying to reach out to stay afloat. You know, a comment, when I, when I, when I was thinking about that, a comment just popped into my head, which was from a conversation we had right before this, 
which is you said to me that some of the best charities actually had donors who were calling them for donations. And that popped in when you said just now those words, fundraising freedom, that example just popped in my head is so relevant because to me, it illustrates the idea that those companies invested in relationships. When a, when, a, when a donor calls your organization and says, do you need help? That's what you do when a family member needs help. That's what you do when a friend needs help, right? It's a different level of connection than you have with a standard company. And so to me, that is like an awesome example of a freedom of getting out of that mode where you're always playing catch up to, wow, what an incredible thing where they're reaching out to you for help. And I think that's an example of people that have done things the right way. They've spent time on nurturing their community. It hasn't all been just an ask, you know, I need, I need, give, 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 but it's been that process of giving back and building those pillars so that when times are tough, you know, we have these people that are coming forward. And so um, I think that's a, I think that example that you had used off call was, was a really good one for this. Yeah. Well, you know, eh, relationships, right? You, you've said it throughout our entire time here is that, you know, not only video, but everything that we do is about like, you know, engaging with people in a new way that's going to build that relationship. And so the example that I often use is, uh, and I'll share it here just because I don't know if I've actually shared it on the podcast very often, but I always say like, if you were driving your car and you were like stuck on the side of the road, like your car broke down and you're stuck on the side of the road, who do you pick up the phone and call? I mean, you call a loved one, you call your spouse, you call a parent, you call somebody who you know you can trust and who's going to come get you, you know? And as soon as you call them and you say, my car broke down, I'm on the side of the road, their immediate response is, where are you? I'm sending somebody, I will be there and they come for you. And that's what I often, you know, just with fundraising is that I'm like, I want that kind of relationship with my donor base where it's like, Hey, I'm stuck on the side of the road and I need help. And they're going to be the ones, like you just said, they're going to be the ones that are going to pick up the phone and say, are you okay? Like, you know, just been thinking about you. I know that you're probably stuck on the side of the road, you know, like, you know? And so anyways, I, you know, video to me though, like it, it, like what you have shared today too, is just this reminder that, um, it can, you know, our voice, our facial expressions, like everything that makes us who we are comes across in that medium. And so I think that it's so important, but I want to give you uh, just any last parting piece of advice that you'd like to share with this crowd, especially as they're navigating through this, this season of life. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, we covered a lot of good things. I mean, I, I would just part on kind of the note of over everything invest in your community. I think right now more than ever, it's so important to invest in your community. And I know people are nervous because they, you know, they kind of need, you know, new donations or need new fundraising. They need some of those new pathways. But I think that it, by investing in that existing base and by investing, I mean, just figuring out how you can give back, support those people. Um, I think that's such a powerful and important thing. And I think that, you know, thanking someone personally and, and building a relationship is one avenue, but I think there's a whole bunch of avenues. So just overarching, I would definitely say if I was to give one piece of advice to nonprofits or charities right now, I, I would say um, give back, invest in that community, get connected with that community. Um, and don't be, don't be nervous or don't be scared to try new things, whether it's something like this, whether it's hopping on a Facebook live and kind of just talking, you know, whatever it is, get out there. Don't 
be scared and, and pull in and, and, you know, basically stop doing everything because, you know, you need to keep those gears working. And the causes and the missions that we all have here as charities are so important and they deserve love and they deserve attention and they deserve focus and they push forward. And so I think that it's more important than ever for us to remember that and to kind of, you know, pull ourselves up and, and keep charging forward and, and keep moving that needle in whatever ways we can. Yeah. Great advice. Great advice. All right. So if somebody wants to connect with you, Casey, what's the best way that they can do it or hear more about Bonjoro? Yeah. So I'll, I'll leave some, some, some links with you so you can provide those to people. Um, my email, I'm always super open. People are always welcome to reach out. It's just my name, Casey, C-A-S-E-Y at Bonjoro. So you're always welcome to draw me a personal message. Let me know kind of your situation or use case and what you're trying to do more than happy to help and provide guidance. Um, and then, and I'll provide the website and stuff for people to check out and they can go through it. Um, we have a free trial, which is cool so that if people want to check it out and just send a couple of videos and see how they like it, see what the reception is. Um, you know, no credit card, they can just kind of get in there and test it. So that's great for, um, just allowing people to trial stuff out. I hope you enjoyed today's show. And uh, hey, guys, don't forget to pick up a copy of my free checklist and my free workbook at maryvaloney.com. These two resources are going to really help you walk through the process of fundraising and uh, give you a chance to really see how you can start to implement some of these ideas we talked about in today's interview through your marketing. I know marketing can sometimes be a bad word, but... All of us need to market our organizations and our individual causes, okay? So uh, be sure to check that out at maryvaloney.com. I'll make sure to have all of the links in the show notes for you guys to check out Bonjuro, to uh, check out the book that Casey recommended. And then also I will post a uh, an article that Casey recommends uh, that was done by Forbes. So be sure to check out the show notes for those resources. And until next time, let's go change the world world one volunteer and one dollar at a time.